Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Disturb America with me, your host, DeAndre Pace, joined with my co-host, Rhett Williams, and our Sunday host slash show up whenever the hell he wants to, host, Jay. Well, part-time, part-time host. <laughs> yeah, part, yeah, part-time host. <laughs> uh, here we are in our weekly news bulletin for the week of, of June the 29th. 2022 there is a lot of news and i don't think that we should waste any time uh we should go ahead and start off with the big one since our last bulletin we talked about how the supreme court had not yet ruled on roe v wade and then the day after we um we uh recorded no, that, it was two days after was it was it friday yeah yeah it was friday okay, two days after that um uh, the ruling comes down Roe v. Wade has been overturned. So, with my with my co-host here with me, um, firstly, I want to I want to focus on this here because this is this is so important. Roe v. Wade was never legitimate from the from the get go, um, but I want to cite the Fourteenth Amendment, which is what the Democrats constantly toss in our face about Roe v. Wade. So Roe v. Wade yeah. had, says that the right that they that they get the right to Ooh. privacy from the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment is, you know, the one of the abolishment amendments that ended slavery. Right. So it's the guaranteed right to citizenship. So if anything, it sounds like the 14th Amendment 14th Amendment actually guarantees the right to the life of the aborted child. Right. Does yeah. the privacy rights because section one of the 14th amendment all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside now this is the important part because this is what they try to say gives them the right to have an abortion now tell me if I'm wrong when I read this in my interpretation but to me it sounds hogwash but it says no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the united states nor shall any state deprive any person of life liberty or property without due process of law nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws so am I am I reading the reading in between the lines incorrectly here or no, which is like that's exactly what they did when well, not what you're doing right now. The 14th Amendment, obviously, its primary purpose was giving citizenship to blacks after slavery. But um, the Roe decision, I've been reading a lot about it. I mean, I had already read a lot about it, but I've really been reading a lot more now. And they used a phrase which was used in Griswold versus Connecticut, which was the guarantee of, of contraception as a constitutional right. So that phrase uh, emanations from the penumbras of where these, they name like six different amendments. They say that they overlap or whatever. The one that I found most interesting was this one here, the third amendment, which is the guarantee that nobody would have to quarter troops in their homes, which is, that's just bizarre. I mean, that they would use that and say that a baby, they love to use the term fetus, which is very dehumanizing. But uh, 
concentration camp language, you know, make them seem like, oh, they, they look like, they look like people, but, uh, so, um, I think that medical technology, if they had the medical technology that we have now back then, this would not even be a debate, but they make no mention of conception because they had no understanding of the science at that time. You, you know what? I, I, I happen to disagree with that notion. Uh, and only only because I think they made no mention of it, not because they didn't have the science, but because they never thought that there would come a time where people w- would consider infanticide as something that somebody should cherish. Well, abortion has been practiced since ancient times, just with different methods. But infanticide comes into play when it looks like a full-fledged human being, I suppose. And that was unthinkable. It's unthinkable even now. It's heinous. The idea that that was even something people would... uh, It's it's thinkable because these... these, I'm not going to say the R word. You know good and well what I mean by that. They'll kick me off the platform. But, I mean, you have these... You just want to be contrarian to things that I say all the time. It's unthinkable to do that sort of thing. You know what I mean. We know that they do it. But yes. half it, but, okay, it's heinous. It's 80, barbaric. 81 million, 81 million people are not sane, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that number is debatable, but I don't think it's as debatable as people think it is. So, at least yeah. 10 million of those people probably were illegal, at least 4 million of them we know were, were dead. It happens all the time in Democrat cities like Philadelphia. They always vote more people than actually live there. They never take people's names off the rolls. Exactly. But um, but Jay, since you are the religious wacko of our panel here, um, what what is your take on it? Because, you know, I've seen a lot of different takes in the world of, of Christianity and not of it, not all of it very favorable. And it makes me it makes me question uh, how much of a stronghold the devil has over our religious institutions because uh, oh, let's yeah. face it, uh, religious the church has gone woke, is dude. Much, it's pretty much died off. It's gone woke. Beyond woke in many cases. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, I've, I I talked to this one preacher and he just gets absolutely crazy angry at me because I don't, you know. Because it's still right, you know. I'm like, dude, well, you know, first of all, if it is not, you know, if if this, it's okay, it's not legal to kill people, okay? I mean, that baby's still baby, and that's, you know, let me put this in words. I'm, I'm just throwing away like that. Okay, hold up. Basically, why isn't the church saying, forget what the law happens to say, what whatever civil law says? Shouldn't we stand up for God's word? Shouldn't we stand up for God's People, shouldn't we say, you know what, if, should we not obey God rather than man? And so, yeah, we should, you know, I, I, if it's government saying this, it doesn't matter. It's not right. It does no right. And the 14th Amendment doesn't say abortion. It says the right to live, which is the life, pursuit of happiness, right? Uh, I've, I've seen how leftists would say, you know, oh, well, you know, the pursuit of happiness means that I can choose what happens to my body because, you know, it's going to it's going to affect my happiness It's going to affect my 
uh, school. It's going to affect my work. It's going to affect this. It's, you know, and then the right to life, they said, well, it's my right to choose life. Well, you know, the other part of the amendment says right to property. And that baby is not your property, you know. So I, I know it's all over the place, but, you know, it's not the baby's not their property. The baby still well, is. You know, from God. I, I like that you compare it, uh, compare it to child to property, because <laughs> this is this is one of the things that I started looking at the world a little bit more differently after reading and listening to the reasoning why behind what the way Walter Williams thinks about libertarianism have been a classical liberal is he believes that the idea of personal private property being protected underneath the 14th Amendment uh, guarantees you the right to personal private property and for you to try to rob him of his personal private property will be considered immoral and if the physical body of Walter Williams is his personal private property. To murder Rock, uh, him would be considered an immoral act. Nobody could disagree with that. But when we come to the case of in abortion, there are two different bodies. So the body of the mother, if you were to harm her body, you could say that that, that her body is her personal private property and to do any actions to her personal private property without her consent would be immoral. But in the same vein, the child living inside of her has its own body and to do things against its body again, without its consent would be a violation of its personal private property and would be considered immoral. I don't think anybody would disagree with that if they actually looked at it in those terms. Well, a lot of people do. Yeah, the best pro-life or the best pro-choice argument, the worst ones are when they try to actually say that this is not a person or whatever. This is not life, which is just, just patently false. It's scientifically false. And if you want to maintain any any modicum of, of intellectual consistency and honesty, then you have to admit that because it's just true. But the best pro-choice argument that I have heard is still not a good argument, but they actually will admit, yes, this is a human, it is a life, and it's a person, but it is utilizing your body against your will. Oh, it's just not a good argument because it's not totally against your will. And um, let's say you use birth control, whatever, and it failed. That still doesn't, that doesn't excuse terminating a life, in my opinion. I think the way that they, they set it up was, let's say you get kidnapped, you wake up in the hospital, and your body is attached to somebody else. And they tell you, oh, this is this, this greatest violinist in the world, and we had to have somebody, and your body was the perfect genetic makeup to support him. But the difference is that the baby is actually, you know, parents have obligations to their children that, are, that they don't have to other people. So it's, it's still an argument that's not really, it's the best one because they don't lie about the fact that it's alive and it's a human, and it's a person, but it's different because they try to use a stranger, a complete stranger that you don't know. You know, and you, you missed the, um, the roundabout, you know, you had some technical difficulties, but in the roundabout that we had with uh, with Omar Friday, uh, 
it, it, it went off the rails because I, I could not conceive of the crazy idea of these multiple different definitions that either all three of the individuals that were given me on what they consider to be life. One, it's like, well, we, well, I don't care about when, when life begins. I care about what do we value more. We value the, the freedom of the woman more, or do we value the life more? Do you value, uh, and they, then he tried to use the example of, well, if somebody breaks into your house and tries to kill your family, do you and do you kill them because you value them your family more than you value them? No, you don't. That's just pure sophistry. And then, and then another one's like, well, what about when consciousness? And I and I, and I gave the example. Uh, science has determined that various species of trees can consciously feel pain. Do we stop chopping them down now? And the then the other one gave. The, the other one gave the example saying uh, that that we that we can't uh, determine this decision because well the only people that can do this are, are women and people with uteruses and I and I said let's not pretend that anyone other than a woman can get pregnant. And it's like, well, can you give me a definition of the word man? I gave her a definition of the word man. And they says, and she says to me, or he, he transsexual, whatever the hell it was, uh, says, says to me that, well, that, that's, that's just the, the, the definition of the, of the gender norm that has nothing to do with the sex. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's a sexual dimorphism. And then they, then, then it, well, then it went from there to, um, to, a conversation about how we banning abortion after 15 weeks, which, you know, all of their, all of their lovely liberal utopias that they always try to make us be, be like, all have abortion bans after 12 weeks, if not less in many cases. And some of them don't even let you do it at all. Um, but they says to me that for us, ban having any bans on abortions, having any limitations on abortion, is an act of violence against women. And I said, well, how is that an act of violence? They've, they have completely changed the definition of violence to where the definition of violence is that you have to have a physical force be pushed upon you. Now they're saying that violence can be anything. This is why I don't, I don't, I can't debate people who don't define terms before we even start talking. Because if we don't know what words mean, then why are we talking? Left is very good with the wordplay, but they use microaggression. And then they say, you know what, you can use real violence against microaggressions. So, you know, they care about violence only whenever uh, they can put it on their supposed oppressor. It's just like uh, Maximilian uh, Bonaparte, not Ma Maximilian, <laughs> Maximilian Robespierre. Uh, you know, yeah. they say, you know what, just because... Why do you always confuse them, Jay? I mean, you always... Because I love Bonaparte. the French people. Napoleon, I love the French people. Napoleon Bonaparte. Well, it's Maximilian Bonaparte. Maximilian Bonaparte. What you were about to say, Maximilian about Pegasus. <laughs> right, right. Well, well the thing it's is... It's time dude, to do it, see, Yuki boy. You see, these people, these people, they don't care about the death sentence for people that uh, break the law. But whenever they, they will justify murder 
for their supposed, you know, uh, oppressors. And usually those oppressors are religious zealots. Uh, for their case, it was the Catholic Church. And, you know, I just see that kind of same resemblance here, uh, you know, saying all oh, these Christians are make, putting their laws on us, you know, all this kuduhiki. But, you know, I want to also want to say something about the start of life. So, you know, me being religious, of course, I'm going to say, you know, Jeremiah, God says he knew you before he needed you in his mother's womb. And, you know, not, not only that, the first person to celebrate Jesus Christ's coming was John the Baptist, that who leaped for joy in the womb. Right, right, so, right. Well, real quick, I want to tell you this, because this is interesting. June 24th, the day, Dobbs Day, the day that uh, Roe got overturned, was uh, the feast of St. John the Baptist. And it was also the peak of the alignment of the five planets. Yes, yes, yes. Interestingly enough. Uh, do you think yeah. that Clarence Thomas planned it? <laughs> well, not he, he, may, he maybe not done that, but when they when they said uh, 10, 10 at, when they announced it, that's still going to, you know, uh, God brings life and the devil comes to bring uh, death, I think. You know, I forget which one they used. But either, either way, even if you're not a religious zealot like me, uh, what they like to call me at least, you know, like, you know, science has already like said life begins at conception. <laughs> well, hold up. Uh, and right. so, like, yeah. Oh, you Microsoft. Yeah. And, uh, sorry, sorry. No, I, I, I was talking to somebody. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just the whole, you know, I guess I've, I, I lost a train of thought when I muted myself, but go on. Well, you know, I don't want to stay on Roe v. Wade all, day, all, all show, but I mean, this, we definitely could because it's a big topic. But the Supreme Court has made a lot of a lot of groundbreaking decisions this week. And it has been just, oh, man. We have seen we have seen a glimmer of hope for our country shining through the through the Supreme Court. Rhett sent me a message on Facebook, uh, what about two hours ago, saying that this Supreme Court may be the most constitutionally uh, accurate Supreme Court we have had in decades, maybe even a century, uh, with the exception of some of the liberal justices and Roberts. Right, right. But overall, you know, the decisions usually going to be five, four, six, three in our way, which is, you know, constitutional. It really depends on what the issue is. But, you know, another issue for for victory, for freedom of speech, for, for the First Amendment is the ability to be for um, to be able to pray in schools and public spaces again. You know, um, the left. They, they get to do whatever they want to do. They, they get to go around and gyrate in the streets half naked, sometimes fully naked, just fucking on the streets. In front of and, children. Yeah, in front of in front of children, with children in some cases. Uh, and we can't pray in schools because it offends people. I, I don't know, walking outside, seeing naked men gyrating on other men and naked women gyrating. Yeah, I on find that people. highly offensive. Hell, even if they were just the straight men gyrating on each other, it would be offensive to me. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's really not, you know, it's not for public. Exactly. Obviously. You know, if and then they tried to point to religion, and I'd say, well, if you were a religious person and you try to point to religion, well, is is it not God who says to Noah uh, that it is a shame for you to look at your parents naked? Right. Well, that is a uh, that whole passage is something that's you can go way deeper and stay on that for hours. But, but the, the pop, oh, what I'm, that, sorry, I'm sorry, I could be out. My bad. So, so uh, 
Hold on. What was I about to say? I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, you know, the, I was going to say, you know, these people don't even care about religion. So, you know, when, when, it, when that happens, oh. all it does is just make everybody go to do what's right in their own eyes. Right. Which is why we're basically seeing the return of polytheism. I call it neo-paganism because now everyone is their own God. And I mean that quite literally like that. That is what this woke post-liberal progressive and their, 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 their sigil is the rainbow flag, the pride flag. And I saw this picture of like 60 of these flags up in London, no British flags. It, it reminded me of something out of Nazi Germany. Um, but on the religious point, None of these arguments, if they read any of these decisions, they don't make any of these arguments on religious grounds. They're very logical, which is, of course, they shouldn't be. I mean, they're, they're, they're government officials, but it's not they didn't do this because of because they were religious. It's not for religious reasons. It's for constitutional reasons. Yeah. And then now now they try to they try to come and say, well, the Supreme Court's going to go after homosexual marriage and uh, an interracial marriage right and, well the, the, I say the them, thing about like, that is that clarence thomas did exactly you know, but the but points the, that but the points he was making it, it makes perfect sense what he's saying he's not saying we should take it away it's just like this is not the court's position to, to be saying exactly. doing this stuff it's not it's not the court's position it's not the court's <laughs> place to legislate that and that's congress's job and I ask you, what do you think about civil liberties? What do you think about civil liberties? Even then, do you honestly think that Clarence Thomas is going to outlaw interracial marriage when his wife is a white woman? Right. I don't think he brought that one up. What do you think about civil liberties? What do you mean in general? Yeah, because you know, I'm, we're, we want to be constitutionists and stuff like that. But what about all these things that they want from the civil court? You know, making law from the from the judge, po, uh, po, uh, you know, judges' uh, decisions. So, well, you use the term civil liberties. I don't think that's what you're really talking about. I saw, I saw that. I saw that on one of their quotes. I mean, they're just saying, you know, our civil liberties, our civil liberties. You know how they just scream stuff. Well, yeah, see, they that's scream just stuff when they don't know what the heck they're talking about. I but think civil stuff. liberties are great, but what they're talking about is not civil liberties. Yeah. It, it's the it's the exact same thing with the Supreme Court. The court's job is not to legislate. The, and any powers that are not delegated to Congress in the first article, eight section eight of the first article of the Constitution, all if there, if it's not in that particular article of the Constitution, then it goes to the states to make those decisions, and you vote the people in office that you want in office to make those rulings. But you do not yeah, right, go to right. the court and have them do that. Like for uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to go back to Roe again, but for example, um, Roe v. Wade. Here, here's an article I have from the from the L.A. Times, uh, talking about uh, that the woman behind Roe versus Wade, she did not change her mind on abortion. She was paid to lie about wanting to have an abortion, and she never did have an abortion, and. And, you know, a lot of people don't know that because they withheld her identity in order to get in order to pass this. There was a lot of fraudulent activity that went by in order to get Roe v. Wade to go through. And well, not, not only that, dude, I mean, she never got to carry it through the abortion because it took too long to have the ruling on it. 
but not only that, I've, I've heard that she became such a hardcore anti-abortionist after well, she it passed. She never wanted an abortion to begin with. She was never uh, in the thought of, of wanting to abort her child. They so this was a... It. Go ahead, Rick. Just a, one more quick thing on Roe. Of course, a lot. one that we don't talk about much is uh, Planned Parenthood v. Casey, which is the one that you know, overturned parts of Roe versus Wade in the fact that that so the, the concept of trimesters came from Roe v. Wade, but they put they laid it out like legislation. They put certain restrictions on it, and then Casey overturned those. But if you read Roe versus Wade, it's it's a complete lapse of legal reasoning. It doesn't make any sense. And it was a seven two decision. And uh, Justice Rehnquist wrote the dissenting opinion. And one of these lines in here that is very instructive for where we are. The court's opinion will accomplish, this, accomplish the seemingly impossible feat of leaving this area of the law more confused than it found it, which is exactly what it did. And without doubt. Um, let's that, move please. On to that. An... I'm kind of dumb. Can you explain that? Well, the opinion in, in Roe versus Wade, if you read it, it basically is just obfuscating the whole time. It's muddying the waters. And uh, like Nietzsche said, they muddy the waters to make it seem deep. It doesn't make any sense. And Rehnquist was basically saying that this is just going to confuse everybody even more about this issue. And that's exactly what it, that's why people think, they, they think this is an abortion ban. People are confused about it still, even though it's no longer law. It was a terrible decision. And it, it, it was clearly done by an activist court who just wanted to legislate from the bench. And what this is, is a return to decentralization. It's the federal government giving up a power. They're giving it back to the states and people are complaining that their freedoms have been taken away, which is exactly the opposite of what just happened. Yeah, and for the people that say, you know what, Texas this, Texas that, because we do have the trigger laws and everything like that. But, you know, there is the court, again, trying to say, you know what, they can have abortion up until, I think it's 14 weeks, 16, uh, six weeks, 16 weeks, maybe. Uh, so, you know, for you baby murderers, uh, women that's supposed to be protecting a, a, a baby, go have at it. But that's disgusting. Uh, you know, and, you know, for us to even say that a man can't decide, well, you know what, that baby doesn't have a voice and I will be glad to be that voice. You can hit me all you want. You can go crazy. You can be like California, throwing bombs and making all these death threats to all these pro-abortion or pro-choice. I mean, pro, uh, pro, right. you know, you know, firebomb in those say, clinics. That's yeah, insane. That, that's like, Speaking yeah. of being crazy, let's move on to our next topic, and that's going to be on uh, the January sixth hearing, and we're going to compare oh, that with what oh, we have going oh, on right now. So. As a surprise witness yesterday that says right. that President Trump was in the beast and tried to uh, punch the, uh, the Secret Service member that was driving the limo while from the back seat through the steel divider. The Secret Service guy today comes out and says that this never happened. Yeah, but dude, so, she, he, she was like, you know, she was like, you know what? He grabbed him from the right hand and grabbed his throat. I mean, I mean grabbed uh, the the steering wheel. I think with the the left hand, yeah, and then Jay, with his right Jay, hand, grabbed the neck. Jay, like, this, come on, this what, is, what kind of contortionist? This is, this this is, is an old how, guy. 
This it is sounds how the absurd. story falls. This is how the story falls apart. She claimed that the president was in the beast. The beast is the limo with the five thousand pound doors, and it has a massive bullet bulletproof wall between the driver and the president. So the president cannot reach there. Not only that, but it gets even better. We actually have video that shows that the president did not leave the rally in the beast. He left in a presidential SUV. So she's saying it's in the beast. She's just making this crap up. But but I did I don't want to talk about the hearing because the hearing is a bunch of nothing burger. But I want to talk about is comparing this so-called insurrection to what just happened in in uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, no, was it Los Angeles? Was it Phoenix? Phoenix. Well, there's a whole. There's Where a whole they attacked the state house? No, I, I well, yeah. I, I know they attacked the state house in Phoenix, but I mean, uh, where they tried to a, a man was just charged with attempted murder for trying to set oh, a police yeah. officer on fire with a blow. Yeah. Um, I just saw but, that today. I don't, I don't know where that was. I think it was in Los Angeles. In Oregon, oh, yeah, yeah, it was in they, California. Yeah, in in Oregon, they broke they broke through certain buildings. They tried to break into the Capitol in Phoenix. They stormed the Capitol. The police had to shoot smoke smoke bombs out into the crowd in order to in order to uh, to disperse the crowd because they were trying to breach the Capitol. They set pregnancy centers on fire didn't know if anybody was in there or not they set them on fire anyway but the media what what, what is the media doing these are mostly peaceful protests this is what they're saying with, with fires attempted murders pregnancy centers being set on fire and this is not worthy of being considered an insurrection. Especially not only that, what but domestic. Not only that, but domestic terrorism. Push, pushing an ideology and using violence is the exact definition of terrorism. You know, this is why the, the you know us conservatives we talk everything out. We will put a bench out and we will have conversation. But they don't have they don't have conversation because there's nothing to it. They all scream. They get angry. They get disgusting that that's why i compare them to the, the reign of terror in france because they don't care about you know persecuting somebody because they did wrong uh, according to the law but they will literally go out and justify murder to what they supposedly call their oppressors uh they they literally i mean call for violence every damn day it pisses me off maxine waters all these little losers crazy people uh man it's just crazy thank god i have my uh constitutional right to carry but i don't even want to carry i don't want to even hurt these people too because i love these people we're supposed to love everybody aren't we uh we're supposed to hate the evils they do but come on man i don't want to be have to force to be put in the in the in the point where i have to protect myself and hurt somebody well that goes on to the next uh case i don't know if rep wants to get on on that but i see he's went, he went back to the back to take a couple baits there but uh, it goes on to some more Supreme Court decisions where New York just won a case on the right to carry. Uh, Supreme Court, I mean, the Supreme Court has been ruling out a lot of judgments that have been in, within been within our favor. Uh, but uh, 
it, I mean, it, it is, it is so important what the Supreme Court is doing here. You know, I, I, I can't think of a time where I've had this much uh, hope in in our country uh, in the last several uh, several years, just just because of the Supreme Court doing this. Um, but I think it's important to see the left's true colors. You know, what uh, what did they uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot in Chicago? She's out there dropping f bombs, saying f Clarence Thomas, uh, calling him yeah Whoopi Goldberg on the View, calling him yep. Uncle Clarence. Uncle Thomas. I mean, these people profess Pandurs, care Pandurs, so much man. about black people, but the but these people are the most racist people. They're the most vitriolic people. They're the most hateful, spiteful, evil people in this country. Now you know. I, I mean, then you have Hillary Clinton. She comes back out of the woodworks because she's in the news again because the Democrats are so tired of Joe Biden that they have that many of them have su- suggested that they need to find a way to get Hillary back in uh, in the race in order to replace Joe. So Hillary comes up until she's in the news saying that Clarence Thomas was such a bad person uh, when they went to law school together 50 years ago. Well, uh, Justice liberal justice uh, Sonia Sotomayor, well, she comes out and she says, Sotomayor. Says that Clarence Thomas mm-hmm. is the one guy in the Supreme Court that knows the names, the first and last names of every member's clerks, of every person that walks into the Supreme Court uh, uh, building. Clarence Thomas knows their first and last name. He greets them all. He's the, one of the nicest people that she's ever met, she said. So where where Hillary is getting her news from, I don't know. But the fact is is that the left has they show their true colors all the time. Yet, let me not mince words here. Hillary Clinton is a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? That's crazy. It's crazy though. Why are they only going over uh, after Clarence Thomas? Is it because he's he's black? black. What about yeah? Yeah. That's why it's. That's what but that's dude, what they attacked him whenever he had his confirmation hearings. He called it a modern day lynching. The Democrats yeah, so, hate him. I, uh, yeah, they they hate any they hate any black that dares to think for themselves that dares to think outside of their bubble. But here's the thing: this is obviously blatant racism. But black people are so beholden to the Democrat Party, and they're so stupid, so fucking stupid that they can sit there and watch a president of the United States say that that poor people are just as bright and just as talented as white people. That I learned about black people by having cockroaches. I see he says that he says his his example for learning about black people is that I had kids jumping on my lap and I learned about cockroaches. That's right. what you think of when you think black people. <laughs> he says 
if you ain't if you don't vote was... for me, you ain't black. He says he he sits there and he says, I'm 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 eager to help you. I'm nigger to help you. <laughs> I I mean these these people they sit there and they say that they that they care about black people that they love the the minority and black people are just so fucking stupid it's it's it is insane what happens when a group is overtaken by groupthink they they are rolling yeah, over in the grave. Why, why do you think they keep on saying they're ruined they're, they're a threat to our democracy they're a threat to democracy we're not a true democracy. That was that's what enables yeah. mob rule. We are a constitutional when republic. And we have our that. democracy. We have our we have our democracy whenever we vote for our representatives. But we are a constitutional republic. That means we are based on our constitutional rights as well, not just a true democracy that says well, what know, I vote, regardless of what it is or what it, how it's a standing arm, is as long as we get enough, we can mob rule, we can intimidate you, and we can push you aside. If, you, if, if we have not seen how much rule. they do to. Yeah, if, if they have not seen how much violence they do, how much riots they have, how much they're on the streets, and these are the people that want mob rule. That's exactly well, what they what, want. Hey, I like I like that you brought that up because uh, Wanda Sykes was on was in the news recently saying that um, basically calling us the deplorables again, <laughs> saying that uh, New York and California we they make all of the money, so they should make all of the decisions in the United States. Yeah, he's, she's she like basically that, she you said, peasants. She said, peasants. Us people, she said that us people in the middle are the problem with the United States. So if you oh. don't live on the East Coast and the West Coast, apparently you should never have a say so in this country. You know, that's that is the attitude of these people. They really do believe that. See, the problem is when it comes down to war, civil war, let's say. The right will win because we have all the natural resources. We have the factories. We have we we actually know how to produce things. We know how to shoot, and uh, you have the food. Uh, there is a book called the, Not- the next the next Civil War. It's I don't remember who it was by, but he basically broke it down like this: there is a constitutional republic and a multicultural democracy that exists within the United States, and that cannot continue. There are people who still believe in this constitutional republic, and then there's other people who want us to be a multicultural democracy, and we can't stay the same country. You gotta remember, all these people are Marxist revolutionaries, and they socialist socialist revolutionaries, and in fact, they want all communism and the end goal. That's all they want. They want a revolution. I've seen there's so many times I've seen that people say, you know what, we just need to tear it all down and start all over again. Or I'm an anarchist. We don't need government. But, but, but how's that? How's that working for them? Because West Hollywood just they just defunded the police in West Hollywood. 132 percent increase in crime. Um, I, just uh, one of one of the Fox News contributors, a black one of their black contributors, uh, his younger brother, not even a, not even a high school graduate yet, uh, just got shot killed in Chicago uh, over the weekend uh, after this after this case. But they're supposed to care about black people's lives. Uh, I don't see anybody. I didn't see anybody on the liberal media report about that. Um, just a, just a moment ago, actually about. 10, about 10 minutes ago, a woman pushing a stroller shot dead on New York's uh, on New York City's Upper East Side, but they're wanting to get rid of the police officers. I mean, how is this plan working for them? Now we have uh, 
uh, I know Rhett's probably going to get on to me for this one, but now we have uh, sayings where many of these states that have legalized uh, marijuana are, are seeing a, what I think is a 90 plus percent increase in THC levels as opposed to what they were, what they were before. And it's causing some THC levels. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, they just they just did a report on it. Um, Dude, do you know what that means? A ninety percent increase in THC levels. They, uh, they did just, you they did just you did a report on it today? I didn't. I just called it in Dude, when I was watching the news. That doesn't make any sense. They're saying that the that the marijuana has like ninety percent more THC than it did. Okay, yeah, of course. It does. It does. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does, bro. I remember when I was growing up, I was in high school, I'd smoke swag. That's what they would call it, swag. Now, now, now this new weed, I mean, if you go to the middle, uh, if you go to dispensaries, dude, they're crystallized, they're chemicalized. I mean, they have chemical. I mean, dude, that is not the same marijuana from whenever I was in high school. I don't understand what this has to do with. Well, uh, it's because, you know, it's because the 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 quality is going to continue to go up. Because it's legal and, yeah, and dude, actually regulated. Any, well, what, any what kind of drug, any kind of drug that mo- alters your in, in these mm. states that have done this, particularly Oregon. Uh, well, what well, what I, solutions have they solved? They've created well, look, Oregon. Can I say something? I'm, this? I'm, I'm not going to defend Oregon. I realize that that has gone completely off the rails, but they they decriminalized everything. Everything. Yes. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, but and, they want all the they want the public to be stupid. They want them to be like sheep. They want them to be drugged up or retarded. I mean, I'm sorry for saying that. You know, but anyways, dude. I mean, that's how they get away with so much by having everybody so ignorant and pleased with their fleshly desires. That's what Brave well, New World is all about. Speaking, that's speaking it's regressive. It's regressive. It's regressive. You know that. You know all this violence. You know that's why we have the, the right to life. Liberty and the pursuit of happiness. We have the right to life, and the government's supposed to enforce laws to punish the evildoer, not have social justice and say, you know what, it's because of where they come from, it's because of their color. Well, you see, they, that, you know, this is the reason. I and I, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, took it to the owl man actually, and I was saying that the the reason why we have such a hard time in our country with the death penalty, with corporal punishment, and all of these other things, is because our constitution guarantees you the right to life so when we enact the the death penalty we are stripping a constitutional right away from someone and so we we have we have this this issue and this is the reason why we've had this debate so long but when it comes to the 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 drug problem that we have in our country right now when it comes to the illegal immigrants crossing the border when it comes to the crime when it comes to all of the crap that happens in these liberal uh, shitholes, and they are robbing the life of Americans who have done nothing to deserve this, and you know the abortions and all the other stuff. What? Why are we even still having this debate with the left about what is a constitutional right or not? Because, because they we are still unwavering. Pre- they're unwavering, man. They don't. They will not give up, and so we should not give up. We should be there. The fight's going to be there nonstop, 24-7. Since the founding of the fathers, they had to deal with this, too. And so this is not an, uh, something that we can just say, oh, we won, and it's over. Now it's going to go hardcore, harder than ever. Now the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And this is only the beginning. 
I mean, there is going to be a lot more that we have to stand up for. Right. They don't play by the rules, and we do. We actually yeah. try to use arguments to convince people and, and use reason and logic, and they're no longer playing by those rules. And they haven't been for a while now. And if you don't play by the rules, then you win. Now, I don't think they're winning the cultural argument in the long run, but I do think it will rend this country at least in half, maybe more. And that's inevitable. Maybe we can't share a country with people who don't value logic and reason and, and you know, they're not living in the same world as we are. They, they each believe they have their own reality and we have to acquiesce. Well it, well, it goes back to what you said about them being their own gods, because if you think about everything that they are enacting, they are placing themselves in the role of God to determine what is valuable and what is not. What is life and what is not? What? Uh, That's why I said it's it's like a new uh, it's a it's a resurgence. It's the return of polytheism. It's a neo paganism. It's like it's just it is a religion. It's they a just cult. don't call it that because they don't think it is. They're not progressive. They're regressive. Uh, Odin, say what you got to say. But I want to read a quote from uh, George uh, Washington after you say what you got to say. You know, I I am. Because because of liberals, I've always said that anything you could think of is batshit crazy as it may sound. Somebody on the left has probably done it or already said it. So I I would not be surprised, and this is tinfoil hat here, but and, and Rhett's gonna probably chuckle at this, but I would not be surprised to find out that the Nerconomicon has been in California all this time. I don't even know what that is. You know, the real one, the actual what is, Necronomicon. What is that? What is that? What is that? Man, that's that stuff is too, that's too, that's too brilliant for Californians. <laughs> well, they don't uh, deserve that. Jay, the, the Necronomicon, Necronomicon is, a, is, a, is a book of dark magic and curses that is so vile that just the mere yeah. mention of it can kill people. It's like oh, the, no, man. Uh, that's the gotta be California. dark, it's like the, uh, it's like the Lovecraft Bible. Mm, mm, mm. Lovecraft. And, and, and disgusting. It's not. It's a. It's a fictional book. It's like a fiction. It's from a fictional universe. But it's so like become just, its own mythology, like its own mythos. Well, let me just let me just say this. Uh, this is a quote from George Washington: "To to entertain a brotherly affection and love for one another, for your fellow citizens of the United States at large, and particularly for your brethren who have served." in the fields and finally that he would most graciously be pleased to dispose us all to dim uh, to demean ourselves with that charity humility and pacif uh, pacifying temper of mind which were to uh, which were the characteristics of the divine author of our blessed religion and without a humble imitation of whose example and these things we can never hope to be happy to be a happy nation and, and see, this is what we're saying. You know, that's the only way we can be happy. We're not, we're not bad people. We're not saying all this. We're not just, you know, people that are just angry. No, we want to be happy. We want to be in love with our fellow uh, citizens of the, of the United States. But we cannot have that happiness if we do not come in together in this religion that, you know, they, they, they said that this 
government was made for, for religious people. This is what Adam, Adam, uh, Adam said. So, you know, we wish for these things. We really truly do, but they don't. And that's why they're full of hate, anger, and everything that, you know, we play by the rules because we want unity. We want love. We want to, to do this the right way. It's resentment. That's the four the forefathers of their entire movement were motivated by resentment. And that's what this produces, what we see now. They want to tear everything down because they're yeah, resentful. They, they, they've said they've said so. And we're and we're just letting them get away with it. Uh, and most, you know, because I, it, it, even if Trump was in office. I think that we'd still be letting them get away with it because I don't think that we have anybody in law enforcement who is running things in the department that actually cares about this, that actually cares to do anything about it. I mean, you 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 had to go so far as to attempt to assassinate a Supreme Court justice before they even de- before they even decided to give, and I, I and I still don't even think they gave them any extra security and and the Biden administration has still not even talked about the attempt. And then Merrick Garland came out afterwards and openly defied the Supreme Court. They're illegitimate and all this talking about opening abortion clinics on federal lands, which is completely illegal because of the Hyde Amendment. The federal money, federal, federal tax dollars cannot be used to fund abortion, but I'm not sure that they will circumvent that or at least try. Is also illegal due to the to the uh, to the sex section eight of the first uh, article in the Constitution. The first article in the Constitution does not give any specific rights to Congress to create any uh, federal clinics for those type of procedures. Yeah, but you know they're still going to be funding all these abortion clinics. I mean, they're going to get more and more funding. They already had, they already have so much and uh, COVID relief that they can just throw all this money away for whoever wants to bow down to them. Well, we've we've been stuck on this issue for a while, so let's move on to another topic. Um, three House incumbents lose a primary challenge, and it floods the map as we get closer to redistricting. Starting off with the great state of Mississippi, if you want to call it great, which I love living here, just you know, we just we just need a lot more stuff. We need better leadership. Um, so, House members on both parties have were in peril on Tuesday in the primaries of redistricting. Uh, perceived loyalty to Donald Trump and ideological and generational opposition, all challenging in the current order of Congress. Representative Stephen Palazzo of Mississippi fell in his primary runoff after facing his uh, congressional records and ethics and ethics questions, uh, and also two other incumbents lost. There was a uh, Democratic representative Shane Hastings defeated Representative Marie Newman in a primary in Chicago, and Republican Mary Miller defeated the GOP representative Rodney Davis, who conceded Tuesday night in a district along the western border. Uh, so we're seeing we're seeing a big shakeup in uh, in Congress, uh, or at least potentially, because we still haven't got to uh, to the general election yet. But we're seeing a big shakeup as far as the 
people that we are electing to replace some of these old wigs, particularly on a Republican side, which I think is a good thing um, uh, for us on our on Republican side. It's a good thing for Democrats too, but uh, maybe not as much. And most of the people that, that replace the older people and the Democrats, they seem to be crazier and crazier. Um, but but what are you guys thinking about this 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 shift and change in representatives that are going into Congress or potentially going into Congress? You, you go first, Brad. Uh, well, I think it's a given that we're going to have a red wave. And I'm actually kind, kind of surprised that so many incumbents are losing, which is pretty much exactly what we need. But I'm still not completely convinced that they will do anything because Kevin McCarthy is going to be the speaker. And I'm really not, I don't buy that he's going to really, what, what needs to happen is all sorts of investigations need to happen. They need to impeach Joe Biden. And I just don't trust the Republicans to, you know, they, historically, they, they sit on their hands and do nothing. So it's, I think that obviously there's two possibilities. They could do something. They could do what needs to be done. Or they could just sit around and let us uh, creep further and further into civil strife and eventually civil war. Although I think that's inevitable. I think that if the Republicans do take power and then win again in 2024, then blue states will probably start trying to secede, especially if Trump wins. Yes, bro. Yes. <clears throat> well, I'm I'm happy that that Biden won because that was the biggest thing to make the red wave happen. And so, in the same way, I feel like it's gonna be this. You know, I I, I knew there's gonna be a big red wave, but I've seen the most prominent you know uh, conservatives posting on my Facebook turn. I mean, these are women too. Turn all the way to Democrat. I mean, they're not. They're probably not Democrat, but they are angry at this Roe versus Wade. They don't understand it. And these are the people that post all the time about conservative, conservative. Uh, I hope that it doesn't change a lot of votes, but that red wave is coming. Uh, yeah. I think that there will be happening, uh, you know, turning away from that. There's going to be a bunch of women that, you know, there's daughters and mothers. They're going to be like, oh, what? you're the father. You don't respect our rights. You don't respect. I say, men, you are the father. You are the leader of the house. Don't forget that. That's how God made it. Don't uh, fall down to these people, these women that say they're screaming crazy. I mean, how could you even marry a woman that wants to kill her own baby? If there's anybody in this world that needs to protect their baby is the mother. Um, I just say that red wave is coming because Biden's actions, we've seen what it happened, what, what happens to it. And so that's the whole reason for the red wave is because we don't because generally the general uh, the general population doesn't care about our cultural wars. Well, Basically, the progress is uh, going Biden's against. Uh, wait, wait. Well, here's well, a question for well, you. Mm -hmm, what do you mm -hmm. think? Of, what do you think about Biden's actions uh, when it comes to the southern border? Because we just had a had a, another incident on the southern border where fifty one mm -hmm. individuals are dead in Texas because they were smuggled into the country in the back of an yeah. eighteen wheeler and over a hundred degree heat and all died locked in the back of a trailer. Well, look, man, I'll tell you this, bro. I love my Mexicans. I'm a Mexican myself. I'm a firstborn here. You know, I love um, I love all my people. But, dude, 
we have legal immigration that allows 2 million people to cross in a year. And these last two years, they've managed to make the same amount of people cross the border. If you do it legally, you won't hurt yourself. Just do it legally. And if you don't, well, you know what? Our government is made to protect our borders and I don't care about anything else. I don't care about your feelings. Uh, I am first born here, but you know what? My parents worked hard to get their green card. And, you know, look, man, our government is made to protect our civil liberties. I mean, not our civil liberties, our unalienable rights and our borders. To go against that is not to be compassionate. Look what your compassion does. It kills a lot of us. It may, not only makes us do that, but a lot of these drug cartels, a lot of these people that make money by crossing these people over, they don't even give a, you know, I mean, I've seen videos of them dropping kids from that tall fence. Do it legally. You'll get more done. Two million are allowed every year. Do it legally. You won't, you know, you won't suffer. You won't die. And these are all the casualties of Biden saying, you know what, come on over. We don't care. We'll give you free stuff. We'll ship around the whole country. And you know what? That is that that is human trafficking that Biden has been doing this whole last two years is, you know, shipping these people off into other states. You know, that's what he's doing. He, uh, human trafficking. And look what happens through your negligence. Do it the right way or bad things always will happen. OK, focusing on Biden some more. Um, we have a lot more news with Biden. We now know without a shadow of a doubt that Joe Biden lied. Uh, which we already knew that, but the Joe Biden lied about not having any relations with Joe, with Hunter Biden and his business deals. We now have a a uh, a phone call that was recorded that shows Joe Biden talking with Hunter Biden about his business deals in China and the money that he's supposed to be receiving. This shows the sheer level of corruption with with Joe Biden. But this goes it was to a voicemail. That, uh, it was a voicemail. Yeah. This goes to the question that I want to ask you, Rhett. Given, given Joe Biden's uh, takings and whether or not Trump is running for office again, uh, do you think that we could possibly, I mean, history does repeat itself. And, um, do you think that we are going to see a, a replay of Grover Cleveland? What do you mean by that? Grover Cleveland was elected president twice. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. Yeah, um, I think it's very possible. Yeah. I think it's probably likely. If it's not, not Trump, then it's if it's not Trump, it'll be DeSantis. But I think that Trump will probably run and win. Bro, DeSantis is going against Trump right now. Uh, I forget what he Neither said. Neither one of them had declared yet. Neither one of them had declared yet. They can't yet. But, you know, I actually think DeSantis would be a better candidate. I just don't think that he would get in and clean house like Trump would the second time around. I think the best case scenario is Trump for another term and then DeSantis for two after that. I think if Trump wins it and comes back, he's going to come back with a vengeance like we've never seen in Washington before. That's why I'm saying he needs to win first so he can clean the swamp out literally this time. Cause I don't think DeSantis will do that. Yeah. I think, I think that DeSantis needs to come. Fire everyone. He, yeah. DeSantis you know, needs to come in after that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I love the balls on Trump, man. Trump, Trump is a manly man. You don't, he doesn't give a F man. I, I just love the guy. Cause he doesn't care about what you think. He's going to stand for what's true. And, you know, he likes to have advisors and he likes to have people 
you know, be part of the team. He's not just some one-man show. He takes consideration of everything. Okay, so now uh, we got two more stories that I want to talk about before we wrap this up. Um, the Democrats in Congress have become batshit insane. They're absolutely crazy. Uh, do you do you guys think that we should that uh that we should be charging uh these Democrats with some crimes because a lot of the things that they have said have not been in the halls of Congress, so there's no immunity for them to say these things. For for instance, Maxine Waters is legitimately calling to burn down the the the, the Supreme Court. She's calling for violence. She's calling. She says to hell with the Supreme Court. Let's burn it down. Uh, AOC is, is uh, radical. She's screaming for the impeachment of the Supreme Court justices. You have Lori Lightfoot talk, uh, screaming, "Fuck, uh, Clarence Thomas, Uncle Thomas." You have all of these crazy lunatic Democrats. Uh, sh- should should we, the people, be Try, pushing for some form of of legal action against these Democrats? Absolutely. We should do the same kind of treatment we do to Donald Trump. You know, I'm not I'm not dismissing anything that Donald Trump did, but he said let's march, let's peacefully march to the Capitol and let our voices be heard. I say, you know what, the same kind of stuff that they're doing to Trump should be held for them. Uh, why should it be any different? They don't um, have no... They don't there's have one anything. problem with that. They actually have done things, and Trump really didn't. Yeah, tell us about it. Uh, Odin just read, read, read to us. Oh, okay. Uh, Maxine Wait, Waters which... calls to burn down the, the, the Supreme Court. Okay, Maxine uh, Waters, yes, absolutely. Maxine Waters should be, absolutely, she should be removed from office at the very least. Um, she should be a jail. I think Nancy Pelosi, huh. do you see the problem with insider trading? It's not considered insider trading. But it basically is, but it's what 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 she's doing is not illegal. What she's doing is not illegal, but it should be. Hmm, It's not. I don't. It's not technically illegal because her husband. For some reason, members of Congress are allowed to do that, and I don't understand why they shouldn't be. I kind of like that they can. Even if if it persuades. Yeah, even if it persuades them to say, you know what, I have the higher ground, I can make legislation to make these stocks go higher, and and I, I have uh, knowledge of what's going to be crashing down because of my decisions in the court. I mean, I mean not in the but legislation. I just still don't think it should be illegal. I mean, dude, I mean, come on. Uh, well, if, if it persuades, but you know what? You know what? But you know what's the beautiful thing though is the fact that you, we can see their track record, and so we can see, you know what, they've been motivated by these things. So let them do what they can. Let them do what they want. But whenever we hold them accountable, let them let them fall down to their own hands. It's illegal for regular people. If it's going to be if it's going to be legal, then it should be legal for everybody. They shouldn't have privileges that we don't have. They're citizens I, too. Absolutely, the problem, and that's the problem. We've given we've granted Congress far too much power, and the and the reason being is because. Nobody's been challenging these things to take them to the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court can rule on the constitutionality of, of, of all of the power that Congress has. And for all of the blunder that, uh, that Republicans go up there and talk about this and that and the other, 
they're just as guilty for making these laws where they can uh, reap the rewards of being a corrupt politician. And none of them are going to challenge these and take them to the Supreme Court to have them be overturned. Let them be challenged. That's the that's the whole point. Let them do what they want because you know they'll be held accountable. But what about whenever people, whenever these Congress people, you know, when they push in their Green New Deal policies, their environmental policies, isn't it not the same thing? They're pushing for more green energy, but yet they're the ones. I, I guarantee you, they're buying stocks and this kind of stuff. Shouldn't we not investigate in this stuff? Because you know they're making some big money. They are making sure that our oil is going down, down, down. And their green new their their economic policies, I guarantee they're investing in green new energy. Is that not the same thing? Should we not hold them for that? That's exactly. The they same always thing. want. <clears throat> yeah, because there was like all these oil people, all these oil people, these oligarchies have all these politicians and, and the pocket because of oil, oil, oil. <clears throat> what about the other big money winner, green new energy sources? They're making all this great money from China for, to produce all these windmills, produce all this stuff. Well, see, the problem is, bit- is, that you're, is that you're assuming that they're that these are different companies. They're not. They're the same people. Oh, really? They're, they're just swapping tactics in order to get in order to get the money. Who do you think is going to to uh, pioneer this? It's not going to be a fresh upstarting company. It's going to be the same companies that have been producing energy before. They're just going to swap gears to the type of energy that they're going to produce in order to get the grants from Congress. Why would they do that? Oil is a breadwinner. Why would they automatically say, you know what, we got to go oh, to no, green they're, energy? They're, the oil companies aren't saying that, but that oil companies will become the companies of green energy because they have to. Oil well, companies have been the ones that have they've been donating most of the money to the climate change issue. If you look it up, oil companies are some of the biggest donors to that that whole uh, movement. Boy, and you know, some of the biggest investors in green energy are oil companies. That's smart as heck. That's smart you know, as hell, then. The thing is, they the reason why they're called lobbyists, Jay, is because they lobby for these specific things to happen because they want to be able to make money off of it. They need Congress to put grants into it so that they can get the money and then they give a little bit of money to Congress from the money that Congress gives them and then they take it and they play around with it and they don't and they never do anything with it. They just fuck yeah. off with it. But you, you, you know, know man- we're, we're over time, Jay. You keep talking too much. We're, we're running over time. So <laughs> hey, you better calm yourself. It's time to uh, find ourselves a nice story to end on. Anybody, anything, got anything fun and lovable to end on while I'm looking for one? Well, again, let me just, while you're looking for one, let me just read George Washington's sentence just so it can stick in your head. To entertain a brotherly affection and love for one another. For your fellow citizens of the United States at large, and particularly for your brethren who have served in the field, and finally that he would most graciously be pleased to dispose us all to demean ourselves with that charity, humility, and pacific, pacifying temper of mind, which were the characteristics of the divine author of our blessed religion, and without a humble imitation of whom, I mean, of whose example in these things. We can never hope to be a happy nation. That's George Washington. 
I think I found one. So let's see. This looks like it's going to be a fun little story. So the this is from the Daily Times. It says, elephant swimming ashore on the Delaware coast, world of worlds over life-saving service. So let's see what this article is about. It says that renowned Delaware historian Harold Hancock Stripe Townsend, the Democrat from Newcastle uh, County, born in 1812, as an eccentric, outspoken politician, railroad promoter, founder of the town of Townsend, pioneer, peach planter, and packer of canned fruit, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that. I want to hear about about this elephant. Where's the elephant part? More animal activists. You know what? All these animal activists. Jay, would you shut up? I'm reading here. No, I'll never shut up. (laughs) No, it says here. That an elephant wandering the Delaware Beach would surely have caught the attention of the keeper of the Cape, uh, and and uh, and Lighthouse beachcombers have frequented the dunes and other coastal residents, but the historical record is silent. So, uh, from what I can gather from this, this historian is saying that at some point in the 1870s, an elephant swam onto the shore of Delaware and had to receive life-saving service. So, that's a bit bit astonishing. Where did the elephant come from? I'd like to know. It doesn't really say in this article. Where did he arrive at? In Delaware. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter where he arrived at. An elephant swimming from wherever to the United States. It doesn't matter where the elephant's from because there's only two places in the world elephants exist: Africa and Asia. So either way, it's a it's a long swim. Yeah, I don't think I'm pretty sure elephant can't unless it floated most of the way. Yeah, I don't think that that would. It doesn't. There's no freaking way an elephant could swim that far. It had to have fallen off of a boat and, and root for a zoo or something. Yeah, or some rich guy that wants to buy an elephant. I it mean, says here that uh, that the elephant uh, the elephant he alludes to was on the brig Caroline, so it was on a ship, and so that was about forty five years ago. It was wrecked on the hen and chicken shoals. The elephant got safe to shore, but the captain and nearly all of the crew had drowned. So it was on a ship. And they crash landed, or not crash landed, but they, 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 they crashed the ship. The elephant made it to safety and left the crew to die. Inconsiderate, man. Didn't even try. And to think, to think we just had an entire <laughs> a, a, an entire month where we where we were debating whether or not to grant an elephant human rights in order to stop it from being sold to a zoo. You know what, man? Animal rights just brings you know the human rights down to a level of animals. You know, I, I don't like the whole animal rights thing. It's, oh, it's, that that that, uh, that that reminds me. Oh man, Rhett, you should be. You should be happy that your internet uh, uh, messed up uh, last uh, Friday because um, 
another one of the things that really ticked me off or with the last person that came in was that they were saying that uh the, that women and oh should not be held responsible for getting pregnant or having sex because human beings have sexual impulses that are so great that we can't control ourselves but to have sex and and she said, she said i just can't that, that's a, that's just a stupid argument i had see I can't argue with people like that. I'm not even want to debate with somebody who would say something like that. She so she says to me that uh, she says to me that what, what separates humans from animals is that we have the ability to make choices. But then she goes on to say that we cannot choose whether or not we are in control of our ability yeah, to have sex so or not. Stupid. Well, let me just say this to that. Let me just say this to that. Yes, I understand. Romans seven talks about that we're still bound to this body that makes us, uh, you know, want to, you know, still do the things of the flesh, but, you know, our spiritual being says that we do the things of Christ and chapter six of Romans also says we are no longer bound by sin, but we are free from sin and we're now slaves to Christ. There are these, these chains of sin are no longer anything that, you know, goes, uh, I mean, it helps us, Stay away from the flesh desires. So I say they need Jesus Christ. Oh, that's that's it. That's, that's great. The idea that somebody can't control them. themselves in that situation is ridiculous. Anybody can. But they control they can't control themselves. They don't have Jesus Christ. They can't control themselves because a human being has free will. Everyone no, has yeah, free yeah. will. They have free. They have free will, but they that, have less of the that's flesh. One, that's wonderful and all, Jay. But the fact is, is that a lot of people don't believe in Jesus. We have to exactly. That's what I'm saying. They need Jesus. That's the solution. I'm talking. Shut yeah, up. yeah. So we this we guy. have to we have to account for the fact that some people don't believe in Christ, but they say follow the science. The psychology behind it clearly shows that human beings are in full control over over what we do. So you're still responsible for your actions, regardless. Regardless ah. of the fact whether whether you're religious or not, you are 100% in control of what you decide to do. And what what determines a human being's value and worth is what they choose to do. Because I guarantee you that every day we're we're thinking thoughts about murdering people, about, about running over somebody that won't get out of the way out of the road when you're trying to cross the road. They, they're sitting there like, move out of the way. You see me coming, or or you know you you, you we have these these thoughts. But we don't act on them. But the the left would have us believe that human beings are impulsive creatures. We have no consciousness. We have no self awareness. We have no ability to make choices, and that's not the case. Well, with that being said, we've gone a little over time. So, my uh, to my two guests, uh, my co-host Rex and our part-time yes. our part-time whatever he is jay I, I i'm the religious guy well clearly they know that but is there anything else that you guys want to add before we close this show down I, I would say this man you need jesus christ because you know what you're not 
in control of your body. And you know what? You live by. What are you telling us that for? You know, oh, you're not I'm, telling the, I'm, t- I'm telling this to the audience. I'm telling this to the audience. You might be I'm the zealot, the- but you're not the only religious person here. Well, I'm the religious. I'm the religious zealot. That's the point. What is the religious zealot? What is the religious zealot? You. You're a Muslim extremist. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm not. I, you know what? I say. You know what? I say this. I say this to the. I say this to you. I won't force you to be a, a Christian, but you know what? You can die on your sins. And you can fall into the living God that will judge you for your sins. And that's that your freedom of choice. It's not a very Christian thing to say. It's, uh, you know what? It's a very Christian thing to say because you know what? That's the that's the truth. <laughs> I think Jay's right. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, he's right, but that's not the way that uh, you know, the Bible, yeah, the Bible well, talks about. Well, you know what? About, I, I uh, love you. I, 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 I love the audience, and I told you already, we are, you know, uh, slaves to our sin, but Jesus Christ says you are not a slave anymore, but you have been crucified with me, and you do not live for yourself, but you live for, through me and because of me, and you don't have to live in your flesh. That's really, that's Romans 6, if you want to read it. Okay. And that's my new thoughts. We know where it is. <laughs> not the audience. Not the audience. Hey, Maybe uh, they I do. Said, you don't. I said one oh, thing. I said one oh. thing to end the show. And you go on for like five hours. Okay. I would do it again. I would do it anything, again. Anything you got to add. Y'all got y'all to got, y'all got, y'all got say y'all love Hey, you, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's over with. Okay. Woo. Well, this has been a great show. We are closing it down. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. On Truth Social, Instagram. I think we got one. I don't know. Rumble. <laughs> I'm, I'll make one. Uh, Rumble. Um, you, YouTube. All of the other places. Story of America. PW. The Story of America with Pace and Williams. Find us everywhere. And this has been the Story of America.